0: In the Fantasy. Focus. Fantasy. Fantasy. Focus. Hello and welcome into the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. Today's so show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. It is me, Daniel Dopp, and my best friend Liz Lowe. That we are going to be holding <coughs> down the show all day long here, Liz. It's just going to be you and me. It's February. It's a new setup. Everybody else is gone. I kicked everyone else out. I thought, why don't you and I just do a show because it's been too long. So I hope that's okay with you. And I appreciate that you're wearing a sweater, even though you're in Los Angeles, because you know, it's 20 degrees here in Bristol, Connecticut. Thank you so much for being that supportive person for me.
1: Well, first of all, we are overdue. I am always here for you. I love being here for you and we can get cozy together and also with our off-season listeners.
0: I am so into that. We are going to continue to keep doing shows. We have more updates for you throughout the off-season. However, I promise we are going to stay weekly. We're going to keep doing some stuff for you. But for today, right now, Liz and I are going to talk about a handful of fun things. We're just going to be real honest about that. Tom Brady just retired. We're definitely going to talk about that. Liz has a free agent article that came out. We definitely are going to dive into that to talk about some potential landing spots for a few of our favorite prospects. But Liz, I think we should just start with Tom Brady because it felt like it was a big deal, even though it's already happened once. I mean, you know, it was still like you got to watch Tom Brady feel like it was a big, a big moment for him sitting on a beach, being able to retire for good a second time now at 45 years old. He played 23 seasons in the NFL, which is still an unbelievable number, regardless of how much you like or dislike Tom Brady. The man played for so long. He is the goat at the quarterback position. I guess I'm just going to throw it to you and say, do you is there anything that you feel about Tom Brady retiring? Anything that makes you stirs up any feelings or emotions as a part of this for the second time?
1: Brilliantly orchestrated just in time for Groundhog's Day. Uh. You have to love the timing. <laughs>
0: I think you're kind of right there on that one. I, like that's a, Here's the other thing, though. I'm really shocked by this. Like I was really surprised that this happened. I did not expect Tom Brady to go out on a season like this with the rest of the career that he's had, the fact that he wanted to come back last year. This one caught me off guard. Color me in the bucket of people that thought he was going to come back and play for the Raiders and one of these other teams this year. So I was kind of surprised by this for you.
1: No, once I heard that the Dolphins weren't out on Brady, I figured that he was no longer interested. I mean, he lives in Miami, obviously has a pretty good relationship with Stephen Ross and Stephen Ross's yacht. So (laughs) once that report came out, I felt like a retirement was probably approaching quickly and You know, he's got a booth deal. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's not going to be a part of the game. It's not like he doesn't have a job lined up. In fact, heading into the season, I was one of the analysts who was cool on Brady. I did not think this was going to be a good year from the O-line restructuring to the fact that this was the first time in his career that he had a gig lined up for the postseason and one that, you know, not that he needs it, is fairly lucrative.
0: Yeah, it definitely kind of felt like there was a one foot out the door thought process when especially when someone was playing bad and and that's tough, easy to look back in hindsight. It's always simple to be able to do, but really excited for Tom, shutting everything down. I hope that he enjoys retirement, that he is happy in his life, that he can find some peace and do all the things that he wants to do. As a part of that, though, Liz Loza, the Buccaneers now need to find a quarterback. They have the 19th pick in the draft this year. They still have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette and all of these pieces just from a way too early perspective. What are your thoughts on these wide receivers? Because I am nervous. I'm at least a little bit nervous about what it is that we're going to do with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans based on what the quarterback position is going to be heading into 2023.
1: Well, not knowing exactly what the quarterback is going to be obviously brings some anxiety for these two wide receivers. However, I'm not terribly nervous about Chris Godwin. I mean, let's remember that Godwin and Evans, but we'll get to him in a second, both produced prior to the Tom Brady era, right? Like, Chris Godwin, I mean, everyone, go back and watch the Rose Bowl performance that he put on when he was at Penn State. That's when you learned that he could do all of the things, climb all of the ladders, work on every single part of the field and produce he was a third round pick um in 2017 2018 he certainly flashed but he didn't really have his breakout until 2019 once Deshaun Jackson was back in Philly and then he got those um those wide receiver two I don't want to say wide receiver one but look, wide receiver two looks he put together a 842 yard and seven touchdown effort that was actually in 2018. In 2019, he had his official breakout. He was the wide receiver two in fantasy that year, just behind Michael Thomas. And again, this is under the James, Jameson Winston era. So it doesn't, th- that's certainly like a player. And that year for Winston, right, was the, the, um, infamous 30 touchdowns and 31 interception season. But, Chris Godwin did put up numbers. His catches under Brady went up, but his yardage went down. That makes sense, right? There's a difference in ADOT between those two signal callers. But I think because Godwin is just such a versatile player who's always played with a chip on his shoulder as a third-round pick, he's going to continue to produce. It's Mike Evans, though, who who has always suffered from a volume issue, right? Like low volume but high value, his targets has been. And also, Mike Evans, how old do you think Mike Evans is?
0: I unfortunately, Without looking at your I was going to say I looked at my I, I prepared for today's show. Okay. Uh, so I unfortunately know how old he is. But the fact that he's going to be turning 30 years old is part of what gives me pause. I'm with you on Chris Godwin and being 27. I have a lot more excitement about Chris Godwin going into this. But a 30 year old Mike Evans not having Tom Brady as his quarterback. And I know that, like you said, he was successful before Tom Brady. This Bucks offense and organization just gives me some pause coming out of this Tom Brady era. What are they going to do with the quarterback position? How are they going to handle things within their front office, the coaching staff? So that's part of that for me is that because Brady looked Mike Evans was at his best. It felt like wh- those first two seasons under Tom Brady. And I'm not sure we're going to see that Mike Evans again.
1: Yeah, I think Chris Godwin can be used in the slot, right? So he can work as a safety valve. He can move outside. He has Mike Evans pulling defensive attention on the other side. The fact that Evans is going to be 30 and he's, you know, not a a speed guy, more of a physical player – a contested catch player, we know that that skill set, once age starts to take over, is harder to maintain. But I will say, I don't see anyone else on this roster who could potentially threaten Evans' role. You are chasing volatility because you're chasing touchdowns with Mike Evans. So, you know, he's going to need a signal caller that isn't afraid to push the ball into tight windows and let him climb the ladder and Mm -hmm. convert. We'll see if they get that. So I do think, you know, if you're looking at touchdowns, I would expect a regression from Evans, but I again, like he's going to have some blow up weeks. And I think the market ADP wise will probably adjust for that. But I think Chris Godwin is still a safe wide receiver too.
0: Well, I felt like Mike Evans was sort of that this year. He had a huge week 17, but he was wide receiver 53 From weeks nine through 16, all of the weeks that you needed him to help you get into and win the fantasy playoffs. He basically was unusable. So, yeah, uh, there's just for me, I'm excited to be able to see what this team is going to be heading into next year. Some serious question marks, though, especially at the quarterback position. We'll see if they fill it during the draft or through free agency. Because there's a handful of people that you could talk about, you know, Liz, and we'll get to more free agency quarterbacks there. But is there a quarterback right now in the free agent market that you would maybe like in that Tampa Bay spot? Have you thought about it enough or am I putting you on the spot?
1: No, you can put me on the spot. I think about this stuff all the day, so, all day. Sadly, I think about it in the shower. I think about it when I'm drinking <laughs> my morning tea. Um, I think when you – so we had this conversation about the Rams last year, right? Like the Rams were built for a very small window and they crushed it. And then there was a crumbling the following season in 2022. I think when you have a 43, 44, 45-year-old quarterback and you've had your head coach really like move outside of the organization, you give him a title so that he can continue to stay on the payroll and maybe consult, but for the most part – we're going to look at a restructuring. There's no way that you have Tom Brady and you make a run for the Super Bowl and it happens and then you try to prolong it for a year and then another year and you're not looking at a rebuild. I think that's what Tampa Bay – by the way, Tampa Bay pretty good at rebuilding. Right? Mm-hmm. Pirate ship is no yep. – <laughs> it's not like they're not used to that. Um, they had a great run and now it's time to – think a new, uh, we'll see if uh, Kyle Trask, is he still there? Like, I feel like we'll see if he's got a shot. That'll be interesting. Um, this is certainly gonna, there's going to be some, some movement here, but I think we're looking at a rebuild and I don't think that that like, uh, you mentioned Leonard Fournette, like Uncle I know. Lenny, like there's a lot of age. They need some youth on this roster.
0: I'm with you on that one. And like I said, they have the 19th pick this year in the draft. It would be tough. We're way too early. Check out first draft every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Field Yates, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay breaking down everything you need to know about the draft, especially from a fantasy perspective. If you don't watch college football, at least being able to gain some information. Uh, I know we have talked about those and they have talked about the quarterbacks. It would be tough for me to think one of those rookie quarterbacks would fall all the way to 19. One of those top four that we're talking about. But I'm interested to see. I mean, that would be some great youth to be able to infuse inside of that Bucks organization, Liz. Um, is there anything else to talk about on Tom Brady? Are we done with that? Are you good with anything else? I mean, because this is it. He's not retiring a third time. You're not going to get another chance to come back and say nice things about him.
1: I I think I'm okay. I think I'm pretty, I'm pretty set.
0: (laughs) I think I'm good too. I'm going to help pay some bills here. And then we are going to talk about some coaching moves, some free agencies. But first... From holiday gatherings and office parties to fireside conversations and championship Sundays, winter means more moments with the coolest people in your life. Make these moments even better with Miller Lite, the great tasting light beer for people who love beer. A new year is a perfect time for friends, family, and a great tasting light beer. That means it's Miller time. Dependable flavor means your beer tastes like beer. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with taste you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like drinking beer. The right balance between taste and lightness means you get to spend more time drinking with friends and less time thinking about what you're drinking. Because when you're having a great time, you'll reach for a beer that's reliable. Miller Lite. Miller Light, Great taste. 96 calories. Go to MillerLite.com FFF to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Also, Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates and insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with your homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, an easy-to-use mobile app. Available 24-hour roadside assistance and more. And GEICO is an easy choice. So switch today and see all the ways that you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. All right, Liz, let's talk about some coaching moves. And you and I both, when we were doing our pre-production meeting, wanted to talk about Sean Payton and the trade, taking him from the Saints- to the Broncos, So when I look at this, I see the Broncos saying we are all in on making sure that $50 million a year investment that we made on Russell Wilson actually pays off. Doesn't make a difference if we're going to give you picks that could help us for the future. We need to find a way to make this quarterback work. How do you feel about Sean Payton coming to Denver and what he's going to bring to this
1: team? All right. So a couple of things here. Number one, were you at all surprised that Sean Payton didn't have a louder market for his services? A little
0: bit, especially with the number of teams that needed coaches right now. Yes. Yep.
1: Like to me, there's something that's just something like, let's just put that out there. Like, I don't know if that feels, we know that the Broncos needed somebody. We know that Mm D'Amico Ryan's right. He went to Houston. We're going to talk to him about him a little bit. um, I imagine. And We know that I think a year ago, the assumption was that Sean Payton would end up in Dallas, Mm -hmm. right? Like that made so much sense. And the fact that Mike McCarthy remains and Kellen Moore moves and Sean Payton did not have a ton of interest. In fact, there was a report earlier that the Broncos like had pulled on Payton. And we also have to remember, right, that this ownership group in Denver, the bowling era is over. Like this is a new ownership group that is led by... The, uh, the, the Sam Walton heirs, right? The Walton Penner ownership group. So this is, you know, um, uh, it's Rob Walton's, uh, son, Rob Walton, who is Sam Walton, the Walmart owner's son yep. Yep. in connection with, uh, Greg Penner, who is his son-in-law and Carrie Penner Walton, who's his daughter, right? But really it's Greg, Penner. you know, that Condoleezza Rice is in some of these meetings. So. I'm just going to take a step back and be like, huh, Sean Payton and the Penner-Walton group plus Condoleezza Rice. That's an interesting pairing.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I don't think that that's surprised, right? Like, that's a little bit interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if this, uh, this deal takes a little bit to negotiate in terms of the dollars because Payton did not have a giant market for his services. Mm-hmm. The other piece of this, though, is... When I heard Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, I immediately thought of the Saints as well, and I immediately thought about the comps that Russell Wilson received coming out way back when, and he was frequently comped to Drew Brees, right? Like, Absolutely, highly accurate, gorgeous moon ball, could use his legs to extend plays, uh, and a little short.
0: Yeah, sub Those six were foot. Yeah,
1: the four. Right? Like those are the four boxes. Like you have to, they, these are obviously two quarterbacks who have like overcome the, the short stick thing. Uh But those, those were the, those were the, the major takes. There's a lot of overlap there. And when I look at Russell Wilson's 2022, the biggest thing that stands out other than the amazing drop, a hugely negative drop in passing touchdowns is The accuracy rating, if you look at his advanced metrics, advanced accuracy metrics specifically, he's outside of the top 20 in nearly every single one. And yet, that's what he was so good at. And that's what what was, when Sean Payton was with, with Drew Brees, what he elevated so much in Drew Brees. So I am hopeful that even if this doesn't become a wildly innovative and creative passing attack... Um, which we know Sean Payton has in his capabilities, that at least maybe we can get some accuracy for Russell Wilson and have that sustained for not just him, but also the pieces there that we were so excited about yes. heading into 2022.
0: Yes. And those pieces, Liz, like it's easy to talk about the past catchers because we're talking about Russell Wilson, right? We know Cortland Sutton. I'm a little more excited this year. Like, after this season, I will be more excited. I think about Jerry Judy heading into Next year, that's like an early an uh, early thought for me. If he's not cut. W- well, shoot. Like, we'll get into that. Well, we got a whole offseason to yeah. talk about that. But there is a lot to be able to be here. One of those things, and while not a part of necessarily the pass catching game, Javante Williams only played four games. I mean, there is a lot to be th- that he is still going to be able to add to this offense as a part of this. I think there was a part of that as to why the Broncos Broncos struggled and not having their superstar young superstar running back. And then all the problems they had at the running back position behind that. I, I really, really want Russell Wilson to get back on track. I don't care about the cheesiness. I don't care about what people think about him. You can do the whole, whatever football is better when he is a good quarterback, especially from a fantasy perspective, because we need one, we just need more good mobile quarterbacks and two, him being able to throw to guys like Corton Sutton and Jerry Judy and fine tight ends like Albert O'Kwebin if he's even still on the roster or Greg Dolchich by the time that we get to the next season, like that's the, that is what it is that I want. It's easy to make fun of Russell Wilson. I get that from a social media perspective, but fantasy football is more fun when you can have a coach like Sean Payton come in and get the most out of a guy.
1: There's so many personalities here though, you know. Like I, I do think we overlooked a lot heading into last year that this was a new ownership group, like I just mm-hmm. mentioned, and a first-time head coach and a new quarterback. Now, there should be some benefit to Sean Payton's experience here and his experience with a high-level QB with similar attributes, but again, Who's he answering to? Like I think this might take a minute. I would be surprised if overnight everything clicks. I think we have a we have a tendency in fantasy to be like we see the ceiling but mm. we don't see the climb. Like we see the pinnacle of the mountain we're like, "Oh yeah, we're going to start there." We don't start there. Evolution takes time. There's a getting to know you process. Like Absolutely. I think there might be some um I think there might be some growing pains here. For all of the pieces, I do think there is an incredible potential, certainly higher than we had expected even last year because of Peyton's experience. Um, but I don't know, like I'm not, I, I also think that right, the market is probably gonna adjust on Russell Wilson in August. There'll be a lot of people with their burnt takes who are like, never again, never again. So there might be some value there. But for right now, he's going to remain for me a nice QB2 option. And I'll be hopeful, but it would not surprise me if this thing does not start to click, especially also given the division they're in until around mid-October.
0: Yeah, I, and I'm interested. I mean, that division is part of it, right? You've got the Kansas City Chiefs who are playing in the Super Bowl. You now have the Las Vegas Raiders who just lost their quarterback in Derek Carr. Tom Brady just retired, so he's not going to be the option there. Are they going to roll with Jared Stidham or one of these other free agents or a potential rookie out of this year's draft? And then you've also got the Los Angeles Chargers who just hired Kellen Moore to come over and be their offensive coordinator. So there's a lot within that AFC West that is changing because these Broncos need to do as much as they can, in part because I think this Kellen Moore hire is going to be awesome for the Chargers here. When you look at what Kellen Moore did with the Cowboys since 2018, 26.4 points per game, that's number three in the NFL since that time. You're telling me you're taking that guy and bringing him over to Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Josh Palmer. Oh, and don't forget Austin Eckler, who's just an X factor that can do all of the things in the game. Like there are so many positives about him being able to come over. I'm just pumped about it. Anything that when you look at this makes you excited about Kellen Moore coming over to the Chargers.
1: I immediately thought about 2019, right? When when the Jason Garrett era exited and was over and now Kellen Moore was uh, promoted from the QBs coach to the OC and Mike McCarthy was brought in as they were restructuring. And I thought about the past happy approach. In fact, I mean you've mm-hmm. got to love Kellen Moore, right? Didn't he play for the Lions? Yes, he did. He was like the quarterback a quarterback for the
0: line. Yep, he certainly did. Yep. <laughs> right. I'm a huge Kellen Moore stand. Before
1: he went to Yeah, before he went to Dallas, out of Boise State, right? Like, and we know that Kellen Moore as a former quarterback, has a pass-friendly approach. And that's what we loved in fantasy, particularly with Dak Prescott. In 2019, 596 pass, uh, 596 pass attempts, over 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns. That was pre cd Lamb, by the way, right? That was Amari Cooper's full season. Um, And also, Amari Cooper was the wide receiver seven that year. So we loved it. And it seemed like heading into 2020, there was a commitment to that pass-happy approach, Mm -hmm. right? All of that was like... Like, Dak was on pace for that 5,000-yard season before the gruesome ankle injury against the Giants at the top of the year. And then I think, like, all of the air came out of the balloon and Mike McCarthy. Now, you know, we know we talked about the balance and you and I are NFC North fans. Like you, we spent plenty of time watching Mike McCarthy pump the brakes on the green Bay Packers for years. Uh Remember those Eddie Lacey years? And, He's doing the same thing, and for whatever reason, Jerry Jones is going to be okay with it. But now if Kellen Moore, who is the, like, young upstart, the past-friendly former quarterback, is being paired with Justin Herbert, like, unleash him, let him fly. Hmm. I am much more optimistic about – I'm more optimistic about the Herbert-Moore pairing, frankly, um, at least at the top, than the Russell Wilson-Sean Payton pairing because I think there is just – an obvious way to go here. Like there's an obvious recognition of Justin Herbert's traits and Kellen, what Kellen Moore does. And they're both young enough yep. that they can immediately connect and just let this thing rip.
0: Totally with you. I, I think it's going to be great for Justin Herbert to be able to come in and have a guy who will help unleash him, get the most out of him. And, and I this is with everything that Austin Eckler can do in the passing game. Again, just being able to have an offensive coordinator that can not only utilize The running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends. I understand everything that Kellen Moore did in Dallas with Zeke and Tony Pollard. And now, and those guys are fantastic. We'll talk about them in just a little bit, but they're not Austin Eckler. He's a different kind of skill set than either one of those guys. So I'm just excited to be able to pair him with those people. See what it is that it's going to be like, because it's going to be really fun. I think watching that, uh, I think it's going to
1: make the whole offense. Just more electric. Mm-hmm. I, I would be. I wouldn't be surprised because it's not like Joe Lombardi didn't feed the heck out of Eck. Right. Like we loved that about Lombardi because of his work with Alvin Kamara. Right. We knew that that Eckler was going to get a ton of volume in the passing and the rushing game. Um, I'm not quite sure there's going to be like a major adjustment in Eckler's numbers. He is entering the last year of his deal, though, for what it's worth, and he'll be uh, his birthday's in May. I believe he'll be 28 in May. Um, but I will say that like, if this whole offense starts to stretch, then obviously Eckler can probably like improve his rushing efficiency, which was a bit of an issue this season.
0: Liz, how many plus ones do you get for Austin's birthday party? And am I going to be one of them?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't get any this year. Maybe. <laughs> Whoa,
0: Austin. Come on, my man. Jeez. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it offline here. We'll see what it is that we can do. Let's talk about one more coaching move, if you don't mind. I think this is another really exciting one. Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, who has been linked to Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Liz Loza, what are the thoughts here? Because obviously it's easy to be like, hey, Nathaniel Hackett heading to the Jets. Let's read through the tea leaves. Aaron Rodgers not happy in Green Bay. Is Aaron Rodgers gonna go to the New York Football Jets?
1: This whole situation is giving off like all the succession vibes, oh, right? Like it is so fraught with um, cross lineage. Just, like the whole thing. I just, I just want to like. I wish we had one of those graphics where we can like track. Like, um, you know, do you ever watch like CSI or any of those shows, and you can see when they're oh, trying to like the to, red like, string board, the the criminal, yarn the... with a
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I feel like you have to like use that to follow this coaching tree. Okay. So let's start with, um, Mike LaFleur. Okay. He is out as the Jets offensive coordinator. Now he's in Los Angeles with the Rams where his brother, Matt was the offensive coordinator in 2017, which was Sean McVay's first year in LA. I digress back to, I mentioned Matt LaFleur, mm-hmm. Mike's brother, The head coach of the Packers, where Nathaniel Hackett worked under Matt LaFleur, the HC, as the OC from 2019 to 2021. Obviously goes to Denver. That's a bust. No, thank you. And Aaron Rodgers, though, talked up Nathaniel Hackett. Like that was one of the selling points for Denver was that Hackett could deal with a big personality at signal caller. So now you've got, you've got, Aaron Rodgers' former head coach's brother out and his former OC replacing him, and you have him unhappy, and maybe Nathaniel Hackett reminds him of the times when the joy was big. Mm. And we know that if there is a quarterback who could deal with the New York market, Aaron Rodgers would certainly not shy away from it.
0: Yeah, I just saw a tweet too. I I don't know if it was earlier today or if it was last night. I can't remember. Uh, But someone had asked, you know, where which house Aaron Rodgers was going to live in when he moves to Las Vegas. And Devontae Adams quote tweeted it and said, mine. Yeah. So yeah, now yeah. you've got Devontae Adams and Nathaniel Hackett going back and forth. Do we have a, a coastal war going on to get Aaron Rodgers services, Liz no. Loza? Which
1: one would I you I mean, ra- we know Aaron Rodgers does love the desert, we right? Do. Like he does love himself a desert. So
0: if you could see him in either um, one of those teams, because I think Nathaniel Hackett is a huge part of that. But like, I wonder if going back being in the South, being in a warm area, playing with Devontae Adams again, would you? which team would you pick for you right now, for Aaron Rodgers to go to between the Jets or the Raiders? Let's just make it a binary decision.
1: I think that the Raiders is the most obvious choice and nothing about Aaron Rodgers is obvious. So I, give me the Jets.
0: I'm totally with also, you.
1: Also, just give me the Jets for the Zach Wilson memes. The internet is going to deliver so hard on this one.
0: I, I think as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers as an NFC North fan, right? I just, he's one of those guys that I just hate because we play against him twice a year. I've seen him for too long in my <laughs> life, right? But him being able to go to the Jets with all the young skill position guys that they have with the running back and Brees Hall and Michael Carter, and then being able to have Garrett Wilson and we'll see what happens with Elijah Moore. Like, I think that there is, there is a lot there that he would be able to work with. We'll see though. That's a, it's a big market to be able to jump into and see how things, things work out.
1: Just put it... That, okay, see, you mentioned Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Like, if Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore could both produce with Joe Flacco, imagine oh my what gosh. they could do with Aaron
0: Rodgers. Stop. Stop. I don't know. Joe Flacco's elite, though, so that's one of the things. Like, maybe the the gap between Aaron Rodgers and Joe Flacco maybe isn't as high as we think it is. But uh, that was a joke. That was a joke. I
1: promise. That is the soundbite that I did not say. I want everyone a- <laughs> to know. When you flip it out, it was not me. <laughs>
0: Uh, speaking of this though, all right, let's talk some free agency. Understanding we just talked to Aaron Rodgers, right? Not technically a free agent, although it definitely feels like he is going to be on the move at some time this off season. That's just the vibes that, that we're getting right now. You put out a free agent uh, article right now. That's available on ESPN.com. Go check that out. It is fantastic. I want to start Liz with the quarterback position and just talk about outside of Aaron Rodgers. Is there anybody else from the quarterback spot? We saw that. I should bring this up. I saw Kyle Shanahan so nonchalantly was asked about whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come back next year. And he was like, yeah, I don't I don't see Jimmy coming back next year. No, nope. I thought that was shocking but to me. It was just so end of the like without even th- there's no mystery to it. You're just going to let it be. No.
1: I I watched that whole clip, though, and I got the sense that he was just messing around like he was annoyed at the question. He was like, "Nope," <laughs> And then he like laughed at the end. I thought that was a little oh. bit.
0: Okay, I would love to know if that's what it is.
1: Yeah, I don't think they know what they're doing right <laughs> now in San Francisco. Like, I, I know they that do. they know that they need to do something, but I don't know if it's quite bubbled up yet. Yeah. So, I, I mean, who are you going to place there? Like, Derek Carr? Like, who else is available that's part of the carousel? Tom Brady's not available. I think we assume that Lamar Jackson is going to go back to Baltimore. He's going to stay in Baltimore, right? There should be a deal done there. I wouldn't mind seeing Lamar Jackson, by the way. I would love to see him go to Atlanta. I think that would be super fun. Hmm. I don't think it's probable, though.
0: How do you feel about Aaron Rodgers going to San Francisco, making a deal with Trey Lance? Uh,
1: He goes back to the Bay. I'm sure Stefania would love it. I think that that's likely. There's obviously a whole like where he's from narrative that's attached to that. And working with a play caller like Kyle Shanahan would make a lot of sense. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers... Yeah, I I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is, like, mobile enough for what um, Kyle wants to do in like, pie in the sky. Like, clearly Kyle really wants, which I think was part of the Trey Lance um, pick, really wants one of these new era mobile quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, But getting Aaron Rodgers, you know, he obviously back in the day could extend plays a little bit less now, given his age. But, sure, Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco – I think it, it's a culture fit. Um, and there are obvious pieces. They'd be fully loaded. It's a lot of pressure, but certainly one that I think he could stand up to and maybe yeah. fight. I,
0: I totally, I, I just see some, I feel like that would be a nice spot for him. When I think of Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, I'm going to leave what I'm doing to go to another team. He wants to go to a team that's a contender. He wants to go to a team that he's, I would think he's comfortable yeah. with that. You know, there are certain things and that's, Sometimes tough when you're talking about trade demands, it's not always easy to be able to find the right suitor like that. But with that being said, with this free agent article that you have, I want to ask you about some of the running backs because we talked about the quarterbacks a little bit. The top of the running back market sort of feels like the top few guys are probably going to return. And that may not, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. But Saquon Barkley, probably the best free agent running back, at least in my opinion, Uh, being 26 years old. He is likely, it seems like, going to go back to the Giants. Josh Jacobs, also fantastic this year. It seems like he might go back to the Raiders. So in this article, who is the top rated running back that you actually have moving teams? And where do you have that person going as a shakeup within the NFL?
1: Tony Pollard. And I like to see him go to Carolina.
0: Ooh, Liz. All right. Spicy. Talk to me about that. Why? Why Carolina? Because they got to De- uh, Deontay Foreman, who's also a free agent as well.
1: Right. And wouldn't he make a great pairing with the explosive Tony Pollard? Like the thing about Carolina that's not appetizing is the lack of talent under center, whatever they end up with. But I also think that Tony Pollard is a player that can create on his own. He averaged 5.9 yards per touch this past season. That was the RB5. He is explosive. He has fresh legs because he's been buried behind Zeke. I am not sure I'm sold on his ability to be an every down player. And so if you bring Donta Foreman, who I don't imagine will have a giant market for him back on another one year, prove it as an experiment, that's a nice smash and dash combination. And I still think that Pollard could produce for fantasy. I know at the minute I said like any sort of committee, people might be like, no, no, no. We want Pollard to do all the things. I don't think so. Like, I think you want Pollard to do the things he does best. Mm -hmm. And, maybe be in a 60-40 timeshare. For what it's worth, he was uh, running back eight in fantasy while sharing 48% of the touches with Ezekiel Elliott. I went back and did that match, that math rather. 48% of touches with Ezekiel Elliott and still Pollard ended up a top 10 running back in one point PPR and he managed 44% of all of Dallas's total running back touches. So I think... You know, if he gets a nice 60-40, not 50-50 or under 50% split yep. with a player like Donte Foreman, and even if the talent at quarterback is limited, that, you know, should show up in more volume for him, he'll end up a top maybe 10, probably I'll rank him 15,
0: option. Yeah. I'm, I am a hundred percent with you as exciting or enticing as it would be to have him just go to the place where it's like, yeah, let's just give Tony Pollard 28 touches a game. Backs just don't stand up to that kind of beating in the NFL. And I would rather have hundred percent to your point, give me a 60, 40 split, maybe 65, 35. If like, you know, depending on how things work out, like sure. I, I don't want it to be too much more than that because I want him to be healthy for the entire season because everything that we saw out of Tony Pollard this year while splitting time with Ezekiel Elliott was so unbelievably explosive and exciting. I hope that he can do that without having to split time with somebody like Zeke. I just think that there's still so much left on the bone. It would be a lot of fun to be able to see that. I also... I want to throw this at you as well. Alexander Madison is another name that is out there behind Dalvin Cook. The Vikings have been in a spot where they've had two great running backs and they haven't even needed to use Alexander Madison, albeit other than when Dalvin Cook is out for a couple of weeks here and there. Do you see him returning to Minnesota, continue that backup rule, or do you see Alexander Madison going somewhere else to potentially be a lead back? Oh, and we have officially lost Liz Loza. Dang it. I'll tell you what, the foils of the internet. This is what happens. Liz is all the way in Los Angeles and it's not her fault, right? This is a, this is one of those things. I probably forgot to pay the internet bills this week. So we'll see whether or not we can get Liz back. However, I just want to say, I think that Alexander Madison, uh, he is one of those guys, one of those those free agent running backs this year, both him and Khalil Herbert, actually. I am really excited to see where they could go because they have been backups for the entirety of their young, young career so far. What else can they do when given a bigger workload? What teams would fit for them? What is it that someone is going to come out and say, you know what? I understand the running back position is a tough position sometimes to be able to pay for, especially in the NFL. But those are two guys that I really like. I'm excited to see where both of them go. And last one for me is Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt being a free agent, having played behind Nick Chubb. Now he's in a spot where he's going to be able to go somewhere else. That's another guy that's not just a good runner, but a good pass catcher for a number of teams in this league. I think Kareem Hunt is another guy that could be really fun based on where he is going to go this year. I think all three of those running backs are going to have very different draft positions, ADP, than what it is that they had last year. So with all that being said, I'm going to make sure with my producers upstairs that Liz isn't coming back. Officially, and it looks like that's it. I feel so bad. Wait, I lied. Liz, I have heard rumors. uh, Rumors of your demise have been greatly exaggerated, is what I am being told through the control room. Is that true? Hi. You're back, Liz. (laughs) Woo. All right. I don't know how much of that you just heard, but I just really quickly said that I like Alexander Madison and Khalil Herbert just to both see where those young running backs who have been backups their entire career go. See where else they might be able to be utilized by NFL offenses as well as Kareem Hunt, another guy behind Nick Chubb that is really good at a number of things. Excited to see where he might potentially go. Really big running back class, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Anything you want to end out on running backs here with with our free agency podcast.
1: Well, yes, because you asked me about Alexander Madison, and to me, behind Tony Pollard, he's the most exciting option because, I don't know if you realize this, he's only 24 years old. I did not realize that Alexander Madison was only 24 years old. He also has averaged under 120 total touches per year over the length of his career. He only has 474 Total touches to his name. Those legs are fresh and ready for their lead back moment. I think there is a star turn opportunity for Madison. And I'd love to see it happen in Buffalo because if you are looking for an upgrade in that backfield, then I think that he could be the team's new motor. See what I did there?
0: I do. Alexander Madison, that's a guy that's not throwing away his shot. I'll tell you that right now.
1: Ooh, look at us flying. Yes. Look at also, us. I obviously love James Cook. I've talked about James Cook a whole bunch. And I think that James Cook's skill set is complementary enough to Madison's that they could both thrive. I just Ooh. would like to see Cook use more as a pass catcher like he was in college. Sure. Um, and so that combination, though, and obviously who doesn't want to be a part of such a dynamic offense. But Alexander Madison to Buffalo, nice <laughs> upgrade there.
0: Oh, I love it! For more of the free agency outlook, check out Liz's column on ESPN.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Liz Loza underscore FF. Liz, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with me when I kicked everybody else off the show. I hope that this was fun enough for just you and I. Hopefully, we'll try and be able to do it again. Maybe I can make everyone else leave, and you and I can just have a couple of these podcasts throughout the off season.
1: Oh, I love our fire our fireside one on one, Daniel, you and me against the world.
0: I love it. I love it, Daniel and Liz versus everybody. All right, that's gonna do it for us today we will be back. Actually, Mike Clay and I are going to be back talking CSS DFS in your audio feed very shortly from a video perspective. We'll be back next week talking some Super Bowl stuff. We love you guys. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to love each other and please be kind to yourself. Please be kind to yourself. You've earned that. We love you. Have a good week this week. Good luck in DFS if you want to play with us and we'll see you next week. Peace.